The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. My name is Jason, and as always, I am with my buddy Kevin, and we're going to talk some Wilco today. Kevin, how are you doing, my wait, friend? Wait, wait, well, we're going to talk Wilco. Well. Is this not... You're ABCing all over me, the Dinosaur Junior Alphabetical Podcast. You're ABCing. Wait, 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 wait. You're living all over me. You're ABCing all over me. We're going to have to talk about that. I thought that of that one. last night, and I was like, that's pretty clever. We're going to have to talk about that one. That, that's not not clever. There's just something that's not ringing right to me. We'll talk about that one. Hey, I'm not good at naming things. Let me, let me sit. So, let me sit. I thought for, for Kev, for Kev Neal. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, 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 it, it's definitely not bad. I'll, it's not the worst. No, idea no, ever. no, not at all. Um, guys, we're here to talk about some Wilco. And today in particular, we're covering the song I'll Fight. Today's recording session, Kevin, is going to be an interesting, interesting one. Because I love, love, love three of the four songs that we're doing today. One I am indifferent about. Um, is that this one? Can you guess which one that would be? This one. Yeah, it is this one. this one. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with this song. It's um, it's just I I feel like this could have ended up on uh, Alpha Mike Foxtrot or something, and I wouldn't have second guessed why it did. And you'd be like, oh, this is a, this is a cool B side. Now, I went into this because yesterday, uh, I, Sarah had an appointment. My wife Sarah had an appointment. I uh, it was at lunchtime, so I was like, you know what, I need to get out of the house for a minute. I'll drive you. I'll just wait in the car. Sarah doesn't like to drive. So I, dr- I drive her. I'm sitting there waiting in the car. And I'm like thinking about, oh, man, I got to do a bunch of research. I haven't done any research for Alpha Bravo Charlie, which we're doing tomorrow, today. Um, so I think the very least right now, I could probably be productive and listen to some of these songs. So I put on I'll Fight, which is not a song I've listened to recently. And I went into it thinking, I don't think I'm going to like this song. Like, I just remember it's repetitive. It's from a my... Uh, an era of Wilco, I'm not, I don't have any like great nostalgia or, or, um, you know, I don't look super fondly back on this album. It's, it's from an era where I was losing interest a little bit. And I don't think it's it, objectively, I don't think it's one of their stronger records. Um, and this is sort of mid album track. It's not Bull Black Nova. It's not Wilco the song. It, it's just sort of there. I wasn't expecting to hate it, I wasn't expecting to love it. I listened to it, and the first list, re-listen I did, so the first time I listened to it in a few years, I was like, ugh, it's so repetitive. Because not only that, but the, like the, the melody in the chorus is, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight for you, I will, I will, I will. Like it repeats that over and over again. But then they repeat the chorus. The song opens with what I, I, I think that's the chorus, but they do it so much, maybe it's the verse. But the melody is, is I think, indicates it's the chorus. They open with the chorus twice, and then they like, and then they go, go back. So it, it's, I think that is a, a, a it, it's so repetitive. I think that was a very deliberate choice on Jeff on how to structure this song, uh, by Jeff on how to structure the song. Um, but then the more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, no, I, I like this song. It, it, it doesn't hold up to the other three songs we're doing today, which include, I don't want to spoil things, but includes I'm Always in Love. No, it's not as good as I'm Always in Love. But it is one of 
the better songs on Wilco the album, in my humble opinion. Yeah, but that's a, that's a low bar. Like that's a, I mean, they're, they're I mean, it, at thirty eight years old, it, going back and listening to Wilco, um, I introduced my younger brother who is twenty years old right now to Wilco and via this podcast, and he thinks that Wilco the album is his favorite Wilco album. Um, you do see people saying that every once yeah. in a while too. Um, yeah. But. And and through him saying that, I have gone back and listened to this album. And it's not as... I don't know why I was so resistant to this album when it came out. Maybe it's because I'm 38 now and my my tastes have changed drastically in the past 12 years. But it's not a a bad album like I remembered it being. But it it is like a... uh, I don't know. It's in the dregs. It's it's in it's in the bottom of the Wilco barrel for me. You know, it's and a bottom. And listeners, don't don't send that email because a bottom Wilco album is still better than most bands' best. Albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's still a, a I, I, and I'm going into this podcast and I, I still hold firm with this. Um, I thought I held you maybe tested my resolve on this, but um. I'm going into this with the thought that there's not a bad Wilco song released on their 11 studio albums. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I, I don't think there is. I think they're all objectively good songs, ranging from good to amazing. Yeah, um, I, I, I uh, over the course of this podcast, I, 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 I'm with you. I started off the podcast thinking I didn't like the album "Ode to Joy," and yeah. over the course of really giving it a chance and. Uh, talking with it and uh, talking about it with you and everything, I, I've come to appreciate it. I still, it, it's it's in the bottom of the barrel also for me, but it's not a bad album. I like the album now. Um, would I listen to it just for fun? No, but it's a uh, it, it, it's a good album. It's just not what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think I think. Um for and, and that's the thing with consistency over the band's catalog is like if you build that connection with the album you can elevate um you know if it's a good song and you've built a connection with it that can elevate the song to a great song to you right like uh, i know uh, there's one individual uh, who i believe went by the username bruce banner on the via chicago message boards who was upset about us not being into country disappeared and i wish i told him I wish I liked Country Disappeared as much as you did because that song just does not resonate with me. And it's it's a fine song, but it's just like there are so many, so many better Wilco songs that I'd always much rather listen to that song. But this person has built a connection with that song that I wish I had because I wish I had a song that I love that much, right? Um, uh, so I guess what ultimately what we are discovering right now is that... Uh, Music is subjective. <laughs> yeah, it totally is subjective. It's subjective. And uh, I'm with you on the repetitiveness of this song. It does just it, – because it, it sucks too because it has like kind of a cool riff. It starts starts off with on the guitar. And then yeah. like the uh, the organs and everything, those are really cool. It could be a really cool song. But it's, it's so herky-jerky that I think the herky-jerkiness of it and the repetitiveness, it just gets a little old. And how long is the song? I can't remember right now. It, it, and that that's another thought I had on first listen. I was like, man, this song was a minute longer than it, or at least 30 seconds longer than it should have been. Um, it's long. I mean, it's easy for, for uh, yeah, it, it was just for, for an already, if you write a repetitive melody, there's no pr- issue with repetitive melodies. But 
typically you'd want to, okay, this melody is kind of repetitive, so I'll keep this song short so it doesn't stick out. But they they brace into the repetitiveness of this song, and I think that has to be intentional because even the acoustic guitar riff is essentially the melody line, the do-do, 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 right? Like they do that on the guitar. Um, like you just hear that over and over again on this song. Um, and I think uh, I think that adds in maybe to the the character in the song, which we can maybe dive into after we listen to it um, about what the song's about. But the resolve of the person that Jeff's singing from the perspective of is like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then so that sort of adds into it. But it just makes it on, on first listen a little abrasive to my ears. Uh, but the more I listen to the song, the more I hear stuff that I love. I, everyone is doing their playing their role in this song perfectly. Like Nels's lead lines are great. The drums and rhythm working together really drive the song. There's cool organ bits. Uh, everyone's just like uh, giving their A game to the song, which again, I think helps elevate it. You know what? We've both seen this song one time live. I wanted to check on that before we got started on it, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing it live. That was solid sound. Oh, so we, so that's uh, where I saw it. Okay, yeah, that's probably where. I, 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 without having the set list in front of me, I feel like that's where it was. I could look that up real quick if you want to tell listeners. Okay, yeah. About how to support the show. Guys, if you want to go to abcwilco.com, we have a nice little website. It's simple. There's not a lot of crap to it. It's pretty straightforward. We've got shirts. We've got a brand new shirt with a magician splitting a lady in three. Um, on, on the site, we've got uh, a Patreon you can join to get all the pre-recorded episodes that we already have in the bank. But the best way that you can support the show is by going to your podcatcher and giving us a rating and review. That is the best way to support the show because it helps bring new people in, which makes our relevancy go up. It makes us go up in the charts. We're already the number number two pod. We're number two. We're number, number two, two. Wilco-focused podcast on there. Now, there is a number three. I don't know if this these guys are... Uh, listeners of the show, and that's where they get the idea because they call their show. Well, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this. We, and I also don't know if I want to throw shade. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to do that. Okay. I'm, I'm just making sure. I thought maybe you're going to throw. Shade. No, not at all. Not at all. No, I'm not going to do. I that. could just tell by the tone of your voice, but maybe I'm not reading you properly. You aren't reading because I wasn't going to say anything bad or good or anything. I was just talking about our how the ratings and reviews help us. And I'm just saying, there's another Wilco podcast that just started. I don't think we're in any danger of them surpassing us, but let's just keep it safe. Um, yeah, let's just jump in the song, now, Kev. Oh, and for the record, uh, we both saw "I'll Fight" on night two of Solid Sound 2019, the sixth song played that night, uh, and then it was followed up by "Shouldn't Be Ashamed," which is a a rare one-two punch there. See, that's a cool little opening. The little, yeah. And then the acoustic guitar here is mimicking the vocal melody for the... Now, I don't know if herky-jerky is the right way to describe this, but you know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, I, I, I don't, I've never heard anyone say herky-jerky before, but I could pick up what you were yeah. saying just from the... His voice sounds great on this song, though. I'll, give, I'll say that. Yeah. And everything sounds great. You're right, though. The, the thing it is about this song is... You've already heard the song. We're thirty seconds in. You've you've heard what the song is. Oh well, it has cool verses like this part here. Oh, and you're Nels's right. this little is. lead line there is great, and the melody's different here. And this is what I would consider the verse. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I've never been good at being like this part's the pre-chorus, and this is the chorus, and here's the bridge. Um, 
so there's a second verse here. Yeah, this I would call this a verse for sure, but I think you're right. That was a verse. What do you call that when there's three different sections, like three repeti- repetitive sections in a song? What's the uh, what's the word for that? There has to be a word for that. Yeah, Nell's on the lap steel here, really uh, um, adding some some good vibes to the song. Now, now let me ask you this: How do you know when? Oh, you you make show notes beforehand with who does what? Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, how do you know um, that that's Nell? Actually, I don't have, I don't have, uh, I don't believe I have um, Wilk of the album. There's no um, uh, annotation, li- liner note yeah. saying who's who's playing who for for individual songs. Gotcha. But I'm just assuming that's uh, lap steel because Nell's plays it so often, and it sounds like it's lap steel as opposed to his slide work. See, it's kind of rocking right here. Like, it's really got a yeah. good groove going with that herky yeah, jerky. That's what I was saying. Yeah, the the rhythm section of the song really. Um, yeah, it's a toe tapper See, that, and a nodder. Like, I can't not nod and listen to this. Song. Now, I think it's kind. Of, we're kind of judging this song unfairly because of uh, its cohort that we're reviewing today. The other three songs that we're covering today. This one kind of just looks lesser than compared to those three songs because those three songs are probably will probably make my top 10 list that we do in the final episode sure yeah this dropout right here and then we got a little bit of a fake ending yeah. here which is probably where the song should have ended you're right well, that that would have been like an abrupt ending. They it needed to go out a little bit. Maybe. Like it could have finished out this guitar riff right here and not sort of sing again, and that would have been fine. Like let it ring out. Yeah. Instead, we get um, look at the lyrics here. Two more choruses, and I think what is a verse, or maybe that's a chorus. But at the very Kevin, end. I think I think you hit the nail on the head with this one, man, because cutting that mi- that last minute off like i could tell before i was like Wait, what what are we hating on this song for but like as soon as that where i said it should have rang out I, I once it started back up i was automatically tired of the song I, now lyrically i think this section i think we're about to go to this part here on the cross yeah is probably the best lyrically the best part of the song, we but could you could probably else. have moved yeah. things around and moved it up earlier. Like, yeah. Because all it is, is repetitive, <laughs> so you could have lost something there. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have uh, some notes. Um, so it, it's interesting. I, I I did research last night, um, and uh, uh, this song. There's a lot of stuff like quotes from Jeff talking about the song is about lyrically. Um, whereas like when I got to, um, uh, the last song we're going to record today, we're hopefully going to record today. I have to go drop my dog off for nail trim at noon, but I think we'll be able to get, yeah, there. We'll get there. Uh, is, uh, I'm the man who loves you, uh, spoilers. Uh, um, and there's really like not a lot of quotes that Jeff talking about what that song's about. Cause it's like super obvious what that song's about. It's a love song for his wife. Right. I'll fight though. Um, Jeff's been asked multiple times. I found a quote from the 2015 Reddit AMA, um, which is where I asked Nels about his lap steel playing, and he responded, which is really cool. Um, uh, 
but the uh, Reddit uh, AMA user named Soft Ellis, I'm assuming it's her name, that ends with a Z, um, said, this, uh, said this song feels like a personal experience and asked if this song is based on a true story or a familiar old tale, something like that. And Jeff responded, and this is what Jeff said. It's vaguely based on the practice of purchasing proxies during the Civil War to get out of conscription. Very rewarding to hear that it feels real to you. So uh, what we can divulge, uh, um, pull out of that is the song is written from the perspective of someone who's saying, yeah, I'll, I'll go fight for you in the Civil War and I'll die. But just give me that money. Give me those Benjamins. Oh, man. As uh, Americans like to say. That makes um, this song so much cooler to me. Um, yeah, uh, I did. I, I did not know that until just now. You you broke that news to me. That makes the song so much cooler. I love that meaning. Um, and then there's there's a, another quote about the Jesus on the cross line about uh, someone from what media outlet was this from? Uh, American songwriter in 2009. I had to do some serious digging to find this, but I got it. I got it for you, listeners. No need to thank me. Just pay forward. Um, so they asked. Uh, if um, uh, in the song you sing, I'll die like Jesus on the cross, how do you imagine that will play in different parts of the country? So like, like, do you think this is going to offend people? Which can't real. like, come on. Like he's uh, like, if you wrote a, a, a screenplay where a character thought that you never upset anyone. Right. But, but, oh, because it's in a song now you've offended people. Um, American songwriter in 2009. When the album came out. Yeah. I'm calling you out. That's a silly question. I think anyways, that this didn't make Jeff, sense back then, but I think asking that because people are perpetually looking for things to be offended by in 2021. So, um, sure, but who's who's going to a Wilco show and is going to be upset that uh, Jeff wrote a line where a character in his song is saying, "I'll I'll sacrifice myself," and then uses the the imagery. Uh, I'll die like Jesus on the cross. And if someone is getting upset about that, who cares? Well, no one's going to get upset about it. This is not a slight against Wilco, but I'm just going to say this. Say somebody like, uh, I don't I don't know. Who's a somebody pop? Nicki Minaj, is it? Or Justin Bieber. One of those, one of the, one of the people that are. Justin Bieber, great Canadian performer. <laughs> it, great, yeah. If Justin Bieber wrote a song that said, I'll die like Jesus on the cross. Yeah, people are going to get offended by it. Uh, but I don't think that Wilco writing I'll Die Jesus and Cross is going to offend any of you because, one, this is not a slight against Wilco. They have a pretty set fan base. Their fan base is probably who they are, and it's not really grow. It might grow a little bit. It's not shrinking any, but none of those people are going to be. It, it, it's kind of They're kind of known for their artsy lyrics anyway, so it's not going to be taken that seriously, and Wilco is not big enough of a band to where it's going to make uh, Nancy Grace and on and talking about how morality has gone out of the world today. So I think it's kind of a question that she, that's kind of a bad question to ask Wilco because that's not relevant to them, you know? Yeah. So it, agreed completely. Um, let me uh, and so let me read Jeff's response. Uh, um, and so Jeff do, does talk about like he doesn't know why this would be offensive uh, and if that's what you're asking. But then he goes into. Um, and then he does mention that that would never stop him from writing a lyric, even if it does uh, offend him. And and if you want to get offensive, be offended by Jeff's uh, uh, lyrics about religion, like go listen to uh, the ruling class 
from um, uh, Lucifer, where he, he talks about like a crack smoking Jesus. Um, that's probably a little bit uh, more objectively offensive. Um, but anyways, so Jeff's comment reply back. The the part I bolded that I think is the most uh, uh, interesting is I think from the character's perspective, that's definitely a noble way to die. Again, we're talking about Jesus dying on the cross for a principle. If somebody can't understand that, they're offended, interpreting the song with me, equating myself with Jesus or whatever, that's as most is often the case based on their ignorance. And I have no sympathy for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just in case you, there was some, because I think that's a, a lyrical highlight of the song. Um, if, if, if you made movie trailers uh, for albums uh, and you were like picking out like the most interesting parts mm -hmm. to like tease listeners with, you probably pick that part for this song. Um, I don't know why I think of that as a comparison, but follow me on, on that, uh, on that metaphor there. Um, but, uh, um, um, yeah, it, it's from the character, like that's just them proving their resolve that, um, this is a, a glorious thing for whatever reason. It's funny. It's funny though. Why? Uh, cause last night when I was, um, uh... I kind of have a long night last night, but uh, I was listening to some music while I was taking care of some stuff, and I listened to the song in preparation for today's show. And um, when that line came up, that is the line that stuck out to me. Uh, just I was just like, "Whoa!" I I I'm not, I I wouldn't say offended is the word because obviously I'm I'm not a religious person. But when that line came up, I did take note. I was like, "Oh, wow!" Like that's a kind of a that's a statement to say. Like that's that that's a matzo ball to put out there. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's funny that you brought it up as like it because I wouldn't have I noticed it, but I didn't think to bring it up as a topic on today's show. But yeah, it's funny that you had, you brought that up as a topic when I took note of it last night. Uh, and then real quick, while we're still on the topic of uh, American Songwriter, which I'm assuming is a magazine, um, they ask uh, Jeff if there's some similarities to the song "On and On and On" from Sky Blue Sky, um, w which. When I couple those two questions together, it's kind of like, like, why are you giving, like, I just, I, I sense a little bit of attitude in these questions. I don't know why this interviewer, I don't know who it is. I just wrote down the publication. I don't know why they're giving Jeff so much tood uh, in this interview it's, with these I questions. I was just thinking that. I was like, why are they being dicks? Like, like what, what's going like on? Like, you're, you're, you're interviewing maybe the greatest American uh, songwriter of his generation of, of the of. gen x generation um he's definitely up there yeah. right um and 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 that's like you choose to be a little bit confrontational with him um i don't i i, I don't i don't understand but anyways um and maybe i'm just reading it wrong uh so they, they they ask if he has some um similarities uh between on and on and on and he says not that i hear no i don't agree I mean, I don't doubt that it's there. I've heard someone else say that, but musically, they're very, very different, and emotionally, they're very different. So I don't hear it. I mean, there's repetitiveness in the choruses on those songs that are similar, but beyond that, I don't see them as being related. Um, so at least, because well, we've been we're talking about the uh, repetitiveness of of the choruses. So at least uh, if Jeff did hear this. Um, which I don't think he would because he probably has much better things to do than listen to two, two guys take his music way too seriously. Uh, at least uh, he would be aligned that at least there is some repetitiveness uh, to the chorus of this song. And I can see that with on and on, but on and on and on, like 
starts off so quiet and builds into this big thing where like this song like outside of the fake ending doesn't really have any dynamics so i think that's just a, a weird comparison and if you, you have a chance to ask jeff tweedy like a question or a couple of questions like why would one of them be hey these two songs sound kind of similar what's going on with that like can you not think of anything better to ask i'm going to stop ranting about this now well i guess in closing uh if you can say anything about Wilco is that we on this episode, we didn't even have our opening show banter. We just went right into talking about, we went right into this. And we, for a song that we both said wasn't one of our favorites was kind of a low liar in the Wilco catalog. We have a 24 minute episode as of right now. So if nothing else, which is because when, when we get to like some of the songs, like uh, I got you, like there's not much to say there other than like it's good. This is a great song yeah, that's true. and it, it's cool. There's more to talk about, and, about but, but it, ones you don't like as much. You you because you get to say what you don't like, and it, when sometimes yeah. when you do like something, it gets boring to say, "Yeah, this is great." Yeah, this is great. Oh yeah, this is yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a good discussion on "I'm Trying to Break Your Heart" because that song's so complex. But for some of the like more, I'm gonna quote "I'm the I'm Trying to Break Your Heart" film, the easy rockers um like uh i got you and and we haven't recorded the episode yet but maybe uh i'm the man who loves you though listener you should still listen to that episode when it comes out um there's not much to to dig into other than like yeah everything on in the song's great like but but when it when it's sort of this this mid-track i I still don't know if i love this song or if i'm kind of ho-hum on it like i found a uh when i was researching i found a, a a message board post from years and years and years ago um, where people were talking about it. And then some guy wrote in and typed in, yeah, it's a really, it's a good one. And I'm like, well, that's a lazy comment. Who wrote that? And I looked, it was me. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, um, uh, clearly uh, I think I was like, okay, maybe I do like this song. And I've just like went into it prepared to like hate it. And it's like, ah, no, it's actually, it, it's uh, despite the repetitiveness, everything else about it is so amazing. Uh, the story's great. The band's all doing their best. I think I quite like this song. All right. Well, everybody, that's the end of the show. And as always, we just want to remind you to go to abcwilco.com. Give us a rating review. Check out our Patreon. See if it's something you might be interested in helping us out with. Buy a shirt. We got a few shirts now, and uh, I, they're all done by me, and they're I, I do say so myself. They're pretty sweet designs. So give them a, just check them out. See if you like them. Um, you can find Kevin on Instagram, at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me on Instagram, at Hess's Best. And over the past few days, I've had some spare time. So I've uh, made a few new pieces, and I've posted those up there. Um, one of which is why I am running on like three hours of sleep today, because I got a little too into making a piece last night. So that's up there if you want to check it out. It's not for sale or anything. It's just, you, it's just you know, me expressing myself through art on the Internet. Uh, if you do want to buy some stuff from me, you can go to hessesbest.com and buy some stuff um i think that's everything that we throw out there at the end of the show is that right kevin or am i missing something i feel i'm running on low sleep so let me know if i missed anything um i I think i think you nailed it you know tell everyone be safe out there love and respect each other call your mums if if you have a mom and you have a good relationship with her call her and then wrap the show up yeah and every little thing is going to tear you apart